that walk that walk. This is Walk and Roll Live. This is Walk and Roll Live. A podcast dedicated to the disabled community, sharing stories of courage and triumph, joy and discovery, and everyday successes and challenges. Now, here are your hosts, Doug Vincent and Eric Aguilar. Hello and welcome to Walk and Roll Live. Hello, I'm Doug Vincent along with Eric Aguilar. How you doing, buddy? What's up, guys? How you doing? Welcome to another edition of Walk and Roll Live. Did you uh, have a good week? Oh, yeah. I had a really good week until I started getting this. Uh, I don't know if it's the cold or the flu. I, I started um, getting a stuffy nose like yesterday, and then today I'm feeling a little congested, folks. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Because I was supposed to be going to the beach with my fiance and her dad on Friday. I was like, oh, man, I better be back to full power by Friday, man. Yeah, well, today's Tuesday. You should be even if even if you get a cold, I bet you you'll be raring to go for the beach on Friday. Because right now I am really close to getting the bottle of uh, hot sauce and getting a, a, getting a, a, and a, drinking a dash of it. Because they say whenever you have a stuffy nose, I don't know how it was what's it, but this is all they say: if you're stuffy and congested and need to be flushed out, eat some hot sauce. Hot sauce, yep, yep. It does. I know when I have uh, stuff stuff on my. My nose starts to run. So, yeah, I, I think uh, it's a good trick. Hey, um, anything else? Any other highlights this past week? Did you do anything fun or exciting or boring or mundane? Uh, I wouldn't say necessarily boring. I like to clean, you know, especially on the weekends because, you know, even though I'm a guy, I don't like messes. I can't tolerate uh, cluttering. And I like to be as organized and clean as much as possible. Very nice. Very nice. Did you, uh, and you work out regularly? Oh, yeah. I love working out because I can feel the difference when I do work out and when I don't work out. And after I'm done working out, I feel like there's 10 of me. Very nice. Very nice. I don't know if I mentioned last week. I meant to stop me if I did, but we had our, our annual picnic with Anthesis last week. Did I, did I talk about that? We had a great time. Oh, yeah. we, it's, I think it's the first time since the COVID era that we were able to get out and in person. So uh, it, it was very nice. We did it at uh, Memorial Park in Upland and had a great turnout, did hot dogs and, you know, chips and drinks and ice cream, had a, a chili cook-off. And uh, Brenda was our winner. She defeated the many-time champion, Richard. And uh, so it was a it was a huge success for everybody. Not too hot. It was a warm day, but it uh, wasn't as hot as they expected. So... That was nice. So we love doing that. Uh, also want to thank Lisa Hayes, the executive director from Rolling Start, who came on briefly uh, during our podcast last week as we were uh, paying tribute to Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act from 1973. She was there in Washington, D.C. and and uh, gave us a little bit of uh, insight into what was going on in D.C. and uh, all of that. So thank her for coming on. And uh Oh, we got a nice comment from Erica over at um, Powers, uh, Safety Powers. Am I saying that right? Isn't it Safety Powers? He said it just right, Safety Powers. <laughs> good, 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 yes. Uh, yeah, she sent us a nice comment. Said, Another great podcast episode, such valuable information. You transform the fact of not having a guest lined up into an opportunity to share valuable information in a different way. Very powerful. Very kind words from Erica. Thank you, Erica. 
So uh, coming up today, who do we have, Eric? We got we got we got our good friend from Rolling Start, Debbie Rojas. She's going to be uh, giving her take on her story as a parent with a with a young man who has autism of her of his own. So stand by. We'll take a quick break from the Aguiar Professional Training Studio, and we'll be right back with Debbie Rojas. Thanks for listening. Don't touch that down, folks. Aguiar Professional Training offers comprehensive organizational development and organizational effectiveness services for corporations, nonprofits, educational institutions, and individuals. What they do is improve work environments in key areas, such as performance management gaps, group interactions, morale and trust building, and team dynamics, to name just a few. Using a strength-based approach in conjunction with individual or group coaching, all of the strategies have produced significant results. APT also assists with managing change, improving work processes, training, and management of human capital. Learn more at agyarprofessionaltraining.com. A-G-U-I-A-R professionaltraining.com. What's up, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to Walk and Roll Live. I'm here with my partner, Doug Benson. Hello, everybody. So we have a, a, a guest today that uh, I'll tell you a little bit about her. Uh, just for full tr- transparency, I met her through Rolling Start. Uh, she was the mother of one of our participants. And uh, once we got to know each other, I invited her onto the board because she's full of energy. And thank goodness she said yes and joined us. And uh, there's been a force Ever since, uh, she helped us put together our first uh, leadership camp for kids, right, up in the mountains, up in and feeling, and that uh, was a huge success. We had a great time, and she wants to do it again, and I'm not going to stop her. But uh, we wanted to have her on uh, today to talk a little bit about her journey with her son, who is a person with autism, right? Yes, yes. So, well, let's. We always kind of start by learning a little bit about our guests. So. We start our, our very first question generally is where are you from? Well, I'm from Sheldon, California. I grew up in California. I'm a Cali girl, Valley girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. Grew up here my whole life. Interested in helping and giving back where I belong in the Valley. Very nice. You know, as many times as we've asked that question on our show, I'm shocked. It's, it's probably at least 90% have come from Southern California. You know, as, as much as I've been here now for 38 years, and came from San Luis Obispo. And I was always surprised when I first got here, how many people I ran into who are natives from here, because this area has grown so much and and since just grown probably twice as much. And you still run into so many people who are native. So where are all these people coming from? (laughs) We're hiding in the woodworks. We're hiding here. (laughs) Yeah. You've been here all along. So, well, very nice. So, so, uh, um, then tell us about, uh, you know, uh, your school, you went to high school and, and uh, got your education here. Yeah, I went to, I actually went to a public school. It was, I went to Faux High, Fontana High School. Mm-hmm. And then I, um, I transferred out within maybe my junior year and I started going to a Christian school and then that was in Colton. So uh, I actually enjoyed, you know, going, I graduated a year ahead of my class. Uh, I 
you know, had a child very early, which was not my, not, not my son, but my daughter, I had her at uh, 17, 18 years old, moved out, um, became a pharmacy technician. Uh, life was easy, breezy. And then um, when I was working as a pharmacy tech, I actually got pregnant with my son, which mm -hmm. is he's 20 years old and he is on the spectrum. Okay. And uh, I stopped working uh, at that point to, you know, I, I really, really wanted to focus on taking care of my children, yeah. making sure they had the best teacher because you are the first teacher that your children see. You are the one that is going to have the most faith and the most understanding of how they how they are and what they need. Yeah. So I began uh, my journey with my son. Uh, he wasn't diagnosed right away. Of course, you know, some of the symptoms sort of seem like just male characteristics like, you know, hyperactivity, not, uh, you know, focusing on eye contact and things like that. And just, you know, just behaviors that are different from my daughter. Yeah, that, had, that's what I wanted to ask you about. You know, what, what were those early things that, that you kind of yeah. started to notice that something so I, wasn't? I noticed that my daughter was a lot of, you know, girls are a little different. They say yeah. girls are a little bit more fast learners and they want to be mm -hmm. teachers and they want to be leaders. And boys are a little bit more you know, mischievous. So that's what I had to compare it with my whole life. Your gender identity. You're thinking that you, since your child is a boy, he's not going to be like your daughter. So some of those characteristics were overlooked mm -hmm. early on, you know, and nowadays we really want to focus on um, noticing these characteristics at an early age, because the earlier you get help, the better, the earlier you get help for autism, the yep, earlier you yep. screen, the earlier you get into speech therapy and behavior therapy and all these wonderful things that they have out there for them, the better chance that they have to feel. Because it's not about looking normal. It's not about being normal. None yeah. of us are really normal. We're all individuals. Do you, think, individual. do you think a lot of people, parents, I mean, uh, a lot of parents are maybe in denial and yes. they don't yes. want to really yes. they uh, don't want to admit to what admit it is to what they they're saying it's going to go away yeah yeah it's, it's not going to go away yeah it's not going to go away it's only going to get worse if you and, don't and, and if it turns out not to be you know you know not your child isn't on the spectrum no harm no foul you know you no haven't heard anything right yeah so so if you have some suspicions you know if you're if it's going to be then earlier is better yeah, there's ways to screen uh, outside of doctor's offices because some mm. places are not used to, uh, are not uh, aware of some of the characteristics. And, yeah. and it's that's why they call it spectrum. It's such mm -hmm. a big, giant, you know, detailed characteristics that it could be possibly be. Yeah. And there's different levels. Not every now, two cases are the same. Now, let me ask you here at this point. Do, did you learn this? I mean, you seem so you know, fluent in this and so confident in all this. But at that point, what was it like? I mean, okay, at you... that point back then, I knew nobody on the spectrum. Yeah. I didn't even know why my child was acting this way. I just knew that I knew that I had to help him. Yeah. So where and did you that... reach out first? Did you did you talk to your pediatrician? So I actually got misdiagnosed early on. Mm -hmm. I had a, a an ear, nose, and throat specialist that told me that my son was um, had some other delays, but that yeah. were extremely harming to my to my soul because yeah. that's my son. I know yeah. my son. I know my son from everybody in this world. 
I, I spend every day, every night with them, every hour. So for someone to come in and one second, just take a look at them and, and have a diagnosis that was improper and yeah. hurt, harming yeah. to yeah. my, how I felt as a parent, um, I thought it was, in, it wasn't compassionate as a healthcare provider. Yeah. So Which is, is a, a valuable to, lesson and a valuable yeah. lesson that, that caretakers such as yourself, you know, whether it be for an elderly parent or or whatever the case may be, you have to be an advocate. You have to be a strong advocate. Yes. Because yes. I have I we could fill hours with stories of of what I've heard people go through because of those misdiagnoses. Some life threatening, some, you know, some people that were left paralyzed from, you know, thank God temporarily, you know, from some misdiagnosis. So yes, you you don't necessarily, if you don't feel that it's the right diagnosis, you have to, you know, step up and say something. That's your right. So I'm sorry. Yes, go that's ahead. your right I'll as a off, parent. Get off my soapbox. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, and you look for, you know the answer in your heart. Yeah. You keep looking. You don't give up on your child. You are your, are the somebody you love. Because you know what? You are the person that is going to help that. Nope, they don't go home with them every night. They <laughs> right. not come home and they don't have to deal with anything. They just write it down on a piece of paper and call it a day and they get paid. Yeah. I mean, that's okay too. Cause if we don't know, we can't help others. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm here. And I, I really want to speak to parents and say, you know what? And it's not the end of the world. If your child has autism, it's not, it's just you finding a different path than your other children or a different path to follow, to help that child. Cause believe it or not, I had the most amazing time with my son. He is the most amazing, free-hearted, big-hearted, no limitation, because he mm -hmm. doesn't know limits like us. We self-sabotage ourselves. No fear, day. right? Yes, fear. Fear will stop you dead in your tracks. Yeah. He knows no fear. He's like, I'm the best artist in the world. And you know, <laughs> and I I wish I had that. Yeah. It's not a disability. I, I said, you are amazing. I wish I had that superpower you have. And he is an amazing artist. And we'll, maybe we'll get into that a little bit later, but so, so, so you go in, you get the misdiagnosis, then, you so know, right what, what does mama bear that. do next? So next after that, I said, this isn't right. Something's not right. And I'm not going to give up. So then uh, at that point, my son was about three or four years old. Uh, I said, I'm going to call the school. Who knows better than the school? Educators. Educators can actually screen and work with the child and, and find different characteristics and figure out what the disability is. So I then then went to my local uh, unified school district, which was Ontario at the time, Ontario school district at the time. Uh, I went in and I said, I want my son to start preschool, but I don't know if he if he's able to. He's not potty trained non-vocal vocal which is in he doesn't speak but i he's a verbal because he's giving me verbal cues so i was like okay let's start from there they sent out a child psychologist they have an actual book that they use in order to see the standards what uh what what platforms they hit and then they diagnose them then mm -hmm. they place them into a classroom then and that was the best thing i've ever done for him at that age, we were able to get him into a preschool that was accommodating for him, which is special needs. 
Okay. And I was able to breathe for one second to be the best mom I could be. Because being home with a child with special needs, it takes everything from you. Emotionally, spiritually, physically. There was nights I didn't sleep at all because he couldn't sleep. So I would tie something to my foot and sleep in front of the door because I didn't want him to hurt himself. You know, yeah. there's just so much that can happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and this and is, no this house, is exactly so. why I wanted to have you on Debbie is because, <laughs> you know, because I want to learn about Joey's journey through you, but I yeah. also want to hear about your journey, you know, for, for any parents listening to this, who, you know, may have just gotten that diagnosis. You know, I, I want them to kind of get a feel for, what may be in store for them and what things to look forward to yes. the, the shortcomings, the pitfalls, what, you know, whatever yes. and see and what I, your I, journey I, was like. And I have a background in a, well, you know, I worked in a company mm-hmm. that helped people with behavior therapy. Um, and I listened to parents story over and over and over again. And it's the same, same challenge. We think that we're the only ones going through yeah. Yeah. this. We think that it's the end of the world for us because no one understands but in reality, if we all just band together or ask questions or listen to other people, listen to their stories, you can understand that this is not the end of the world. This just means fight harder. Yeah. This just means find your your child's happiness, whether it be art, whether it be dancing, whether and you fly with it. You buy every single piece of art their <laughs> art supply there is. You if your child likes music and dancing, well, you go buy every and whatever file. You yeah. run with it because that is going to make your child happy. And you could use that to your advantage to help them learn and to help them to create. And they're going to be the most amazing genius you've ever seen in your life because they have no, no limitations in their head. They're not saying right. yeah. I can't do that. They don't know what I can't do. That means they mean yeah. all is the word go. Be nice so, to um, be able to get some of that. huh? Yeah. Yeah. And if, if I could do this over again, Oh my God, I would do so many things sooner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that way a lot too, Debbie. I understand everything you're going to, through. Like my um, fiance has autism and my first experience with somebody who has autism is that she reacts to loud noises and we have this little routine down where, where she singles me and tells me she needs to get away from the loud noise and I'll take her to a quiet spot just to get away from the noise until she's able to shimmer down and then She'll be okay again, and she inspires me every day because if it hadn't been for her, I wouldn't have took the courage to educate myself on autism awareness by attending uh, virtual trainings on autism awareness for first responders because I have a background in uh, law enforcement as a volunteer going on 13 years with Redlands, and one of my subject matter expertise is uh, people with disabilities and emergency preparedness. And when it comes to autism, I'm still trying to unravel the mysteries like in a Rubik's Cube, and I also have a little uh, cousin that's a toddler who is diagnosed with autism. Her name is Tesla. She's named after the scientist and not the car, and I know <laughs> like dozens of uh, resources and support groups that could help her. I want to, you know, run it by my aunt and uncle, but the thing is, I really don't want to step on their toes out of respect, and I think they've grown to accept um, to that their daughter, my cousin, has autism. But you're right. No matter what happens, it's not the end of the world. No matter what they have, never give up on them. Yep, exactly. And that's what I, I, I tell other parents. I'm like, 
I know you feel like this is the end of the world. I know you feel like this is this is going to be the hardest challenge of your life. But you know what? It's the most rewarding. Yeah. It's it's better than any degree that you can get. Looking at your child as they get older and realizing, you know, hey, I I created, I helped make that child amazing. You know, I mean, when they're little, yeah, get all the help you can get. Reach out to everybody, support group, you know, autism centers, any resources. Talk to other parents. The biggest thing, laugh about your guys' stories. Yeah, your child uh, might have, you know, ate or unwrapped every single candy in the whole <laughs> in the whole house and, and made a, a figurine out of it. And that's how you figured out that they had that art. I mean, my, I didn't know my son knew how to mold until he grabbed the biggest Costco bag of now and laters and molded these characters. Is that, that how it started? Wow. That's how it started. Uh, because I, I, I got to tell you, you know, Debbie, you, when we were at Rolling Start together and, you know, I met Joey and you were telling me what a great artist he was. And, and, and I got to be honest, you know, I'm thinking to myself, you <laughs> another know, mom. I, I, I'm another mom. Exactly. Another you know, here's mom. a mom, you know, saying that, you know, they're whatever their child did, you put it up on the refrigerator and, you know, <laughs> it's, you know, it's, it's mediocre at best. And then you started showing me pictures of these things. And I'm like, my jaw literally dropped. So, you know, maybe you can send me some pictures and we can share a few yeah, on our website. Yeah, of course. I, I would love to share them with people. Of course. It they is look amazing. Like, they look like real figurines that you purchased at the store. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah beyond. Out yeah. of clay. Out of clay. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, well, if we can get them up there, then people will, will fully understand what we're talking about. But exactly. yeah, I was. I was shocked and, and all self-taught. It wasn't like he went to art classes and learned no, how to no, do he's this. Self-taught, but this he will be all. the first person to tell you, Doug, yeah. that he's the most amazing artist and he knows it. <laughs> he won't deny it. He won't, he won't be modest and say, oh, I'm all right. No, he'll be like, yeah, I know I'm the best. Yeah. And like, prove me wrong. <laughs> right? right? Like, one of the challenges that I try to work on every single day to, to, to the hardest of my ability is patience. Because if there's anything I've learned about autism over the years, it's patience. Yeah. I sometimes forget. I sometimes tend to forget and try to understand that my fiance's uh, learning process is a bit different than mine. And then I try, um, you know, not to get frustrated over it. I'm like, come on, baby. You got to listen or stay with me. Come on, baby. You got to focus. Come on. Come on. You got to find something that she likes. And you got to get that, and, and that could be her incentive. You always have to have incentives. It works best with people that you have something that they like, that they want. They're working for something, work towards something. It's always good to have, you know, something to work towards. I like working towards stuff. If you tell me tomorrow yeah. that if I am if I'm, um, save money, at the end of the year, I'll get a Louis Vuitton purse. Come on. Everybody likes incentives. <laughs> Everybody likes to get something, right? Yeah, you we're goal-oriented, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And it works very well with children with autism and young adults with autism and people in general, you know, they want, people want to see something positive out of something they're doing. And they, they work well when they're really, really focused and they work well when they're scheduled, they work well when they have, they know what's coming up next. You know, now is, very, is that fairly universal for uh, someone with I've autism or is lot. it individuals? I've seen it a lot. Yeah. You know, I work with a lot of people. And I know a lot of people with autism. I know a lot of children. Yeah. I love even children in general. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. oh, yeah. 
they want to go to Disneyland at the end of the year. Yeah. Why might as well say, you know what? Hey, let's get a calendar. Yeah. Let's work yeah, it out. Is, uh, one out. of the is one of the biggest things other biggest things too with autism. Like I try I try uh maybe uh change change it up a teeny tiny little bit when it comes to food because I wanted to try some uh new hobbies uh-huh. and uh, new uh, food. And she's very peculiar when it comes to uh, certain foods. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Go ahead and taste. And she's like, oh, this is good. I'm like, see? Yeah, you got to open their palate a little. Um, and another thing with uh, people with autism, you know, like, and some people in general, we have texture. Certain textures yeah. we don't like. We have preferences. And that's okay. You know, I tell parents all the time, that's okay. Let yeah. them have preferences. Or even Let- ideas in your mind. I, there was... I used to eat mushrooms and then there was a period where it kind of got in my head what mushrooms were, you know, and I, I couldn't eat them, but I've got it back to enjoying them now. But there for a while, it was just that idea. They're, they're fungus. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so exactly. You never know so, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. It could be I'm something so with glad. texture. It could be something that they learn. Yeah. You, you oh, always yeah. got to have like understanding for people with autism, but also we, we can teach them things. I am we so glad explain. you got a vegetarian. Because if she was a veget- if she was, she was a vegetarian, it'd be very hard for you to trust somebody who could eat a good old fashioned all American hot dog. <laughs> right? Makes you wonder, right? Yeah, makes so, you wonder. You know, so that's one of those things that kind of speaks to you know you hear a lot these days about being kind to one another, and you you never know when you're encountering. I mean, there's no somebody that doesn't wear a sign around their neck that says I have autism. You know what I mean? So, you know, some of those perceived what are perceived as peculiar traits in somebody, you know, it, it might be a trigger that treats, uh, causes somebody to treat somebody unkind, you know, take yeah. a moment, take a beat, you know, and, and consider what might be that, what that person's going through or that they may have autism and, you know, look at it through that perspective. And also I think other parents should look at other parents and, and not judge them. Like when they see their kid throwing a tantrum at the store, yeah. By the candy aisle, they don't assume that that child is just misbehaving. Right. That that child could have autism. Mm-hmm. That parent could just need that extra. Is there anything I can do for you? I've been I've been at airports, you know. I've been Canada. I've been to Florida. I've been other places, and I hear kids crying sometimes. And I'm like thinking in my head, like, is there something that I can do maybe to help that parent? Yeah. You know, I was in the airport uh, a couple months ago, and I was going to Canada, and. I heard a child distinctly screaming, and I know this scream, this tantrum yeah, scream. Yeah. So I walked over to the parent, and I said, is there anything I can do to help you? You know, she was waiting in line. The line was wrapped around the, the corner. There was, everybody was staring at this one parent sure. trying to stare at their child throwing the tantrum in line. So I, I walked up to the lady, and I said, uh, you know, I'm concerned. Is there anything I can do to help you? Yeah. I, She's like, I'm just trying to get a hash brown, you know, a hash brown from Burger King. So I said, let me get that hash brown for you. Which terminal are you at? She told me the terminal. Her son, turned out her son had autism. He wanted just to go in and play with his iPad and sit down without all these people. And so I looked at everybody in line and was like, all she needed is a hash brown. Like, you know, I can do that. So I got her her hash brown and orange juice. I took it to her terminal. She gave me the biggest hug I've ever had in my life. (laughs) And I didn't even know her. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that at that moment in time that there was something that I could do to help that parent. 
And I wish somebody would help me, would have helped me at the moment when my son was throwing a tantrum instead of just staring at me at the store, you know, opening the door yeah. for me while I'm trying to remove him from the store because he's having a hard day. Yeah. And we just well, didn't make it that day. You know, I've, I've encountered this a couple of times myself. And, and first of all, I try, I don't stare, you know, yeah. I go, yeah. I go about my business because you can, and you could tell the difference between, I mean, I think between just an unruly child and somebody who's, you know, having a full on episode yeah, and they yeah. probably have autism and, yeah. you know, and here are these, I, I admire the parents for going out. This was in a restaurant for going out in a restaurant, knowing that this is a, a potential thing and then to throw on. Yeah. And then to throw on top of them, everybody looking at them, you know, giving them shade, you know, for this situation that they have no control over, you know, but I, but I mean, I feel like it, is there something I can do? And, you know, I'm thinking these, these are parents of this child that deal with it all the time. I, I, I don't know what I could do, you know, really, but so that's, that's what I do is I, I try not to add any more, you know, uncomfortableness to the situation and go about my, business, eat my breakfast and just, you know, let them deal with it the best way they know how, you know? Yeah, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Uh, but there's some occasions where you, you sort of like in the, you're in the line, you're in the line of fire, like yeah. the child's trying to get removed from the store and the door's closed. You, you can open the door. Yeah. You know, there's, there's things, verbal cues that they don't have to tell you, you sort of know. Mm -hmm. And not staring is the most amazing thing because my daughter is traumatized. She said, Mom, why do people stare at us? Don't they know? And I said, he's not wearing a sign. He doesn't have a T-shirt. You can't visibly tell he has autism. She's like, I just, she's traumatized. She tells me all the time. She said, I don't like that they stare. It makes, like, why do they stare? And I'm like, ja you know, my daughter's name's Jasmine. Jasmine, she's three years older than him, uh, two to three years older. And I'm like, there's nothing we can do, you know, that she's just uncomfortable with the fact that they stare. It makes yeah. her feel it's tough. Yeah, it's tough on her. And so now, you know, she knows that her brother is amazing. And yeah, she's <laughs> such a good sibling. She can sit here and, and she knows how to talk to him. Yeah. If he's going through something, you know, because some of us go through days where we're having a bad day and nothing's going to help us. There's that one person you can reach out to that's going to know exactly, exactly how to, to soothe you. And that's yeah. my daughter. My daughter self soothes yeah. him. Uh -huh. And so... That's wonderful. Like, I, I just want other people to know that, you know, we do things differently. We don't, we're not a traditional family. No, we roll with the punches. Something happens, mm -hmm. we're doing that. You know, we, we try to do the best we can to accommodate him, make him feel like he is very important. And he is, and we don't treat, you don't treat people like they're special. You don't do that. I was just going to say, I was just going to say, yeah, and, and it's not. It's not that you're spoiling him. He, he yeah. has some special needs. Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah you have he to also wants to be treated with respect. He tells me, why are you treating me? I'm 20 years old, mom. You know, and sometimes I forget. Yeah. 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 That's gets, your baby. My, daughter, my daughter's tw my daughter's like 20. I always forget how old she is. I don't like to admit how old she is. <laughs> my age. So yeah. I'm not going to say, but she's older than my son. Let's say. Okay. <laughs> I still treat her like she's a little girl because I love her. Yeah. It's yeah. just the compassion yeah. that I have for my kids. It's hard to stop. So, yeah. So I don't care if he's 55 and I'm 70. You know, come on. <laughs> yep. I'm still going to love him. I think there's really such thing as a traditional family. 
<laughs> I'm like, yeah, there could there could be some uh, uh, similarities and maybe cliches, but there's never a thing called a traditional family. Like um, when I interact with my fiance, you know, I treat her like any other individual. I mean, I know she has her special uniqueness about her, but when I look at her, I'm not looking at what she has and what's going there. I only see her, and I remember a few years ago, I participated in the Riverside Mission Inn Run, and I actually came in contact with the young lady who had autism, and I turned around and noticed that she was falling behind, and I decided to go back, and I decided to stay with her and help her across the finish line to the very end of the race, and then the, her parents saw what I did for her, and then they thanked me on the spot. Very nice. That's that That's kindness fine. we're talking about, right? That's the kindness we're talking about. When you see somebody else, the, you know, maybe they're unmotivated. Maybe they just need that extra push. Maybe they just need that extra pep talk. You know, we always want to help everybody with a compassionate heart. Yeah. Yeah. How would we want to be treated if we were feeling that way? You know, put yourself in that person's shoes. And great parent point, Eric, you know, you, you, you love her for who she is. And I, and I think that's the way everybody we love in our <laughs> own families, would they have, traits that we may not be so fond of, you know, and traits we really love about them. And, you know, you accommodate them for those traits, regardless of they're on the spectrum or not, or are rolling in a wheelchair or not, or whatever it is. Right. Or like a princess, you know, or like, a, like a princess like we have on today. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So we just want to be compassionate towards each other. Yes. We all want to be treated with respect. So no matter now, what you have. So, so now you, you've been, you know, in the game, so to speak, for, you know, almost 20 years. How, how has it changed, do you think, from when, you know, your son was first diagnosed? Now you see how services are uh, provided. Services have expanded dramatically, dramatically. Yeah. We actually have a lot of more support groups. We have, uh, you know, autism awareness runs and fundraisers and, you know, parent support. And we have people who've written books, people who've created toys, people who created like um, clothing to mm -hmm. help. A lot of these things are sensory issues, Yeah, you know, yeah. and the best way to help your child is to make them feel as comfortable as possible to take away all the things that bug them so they can they can find their happiness. So it's really expanded. I I felt like I was the only parent on, on the on the whole California island. Yeah. In the valley. So, do you feel like less and less parents feel that way now? Or do you still think you know, there's some there, people I that still are... see it a lot. I still see yeah. it a lot. Uh I worked in the field. Uh I was actually working in the field of with people, you know, with with autism. Mm -hmm. And I spoke with a lot of parents and I never disclosed that I had a child with autism. I would just let them vent. Yeah. And so when I would tell him at the end of the at, at the end of the story, I would always tell them, you know, well, I have a child with autism. He's 20 years old, you know, now. And, you know, I, all these challenges you're going through, I've gone through them. And they have such a surprised look on their face like, wow, I thought I was the only one. So if we all just shared our story and helped each other along the way and maybe give that parent maybe like a mentorship or, you know, an older parent, I mean, an older person with a child, an older child with autism, maybe to yeah. a younger, maybe yes, that would help. Sponsor a younger a parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sponsor, I'm, I'm open to it. I'm open yeah. to it. Anything, you know, I'm anything with disability, any, anything with anybody who needs extra help. Because mm -hmm. I know sometimes in my life I need help. Yeah. I'm willing to do anything because I really believe that I'm here to for a purpose. I'm here to help other people. And my soft spot is people with disabilities. That's why I'm involved. Because there, 
people don't realize how amazing they are and they just want to be treated like respect with us from your lips to god's ears <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly so uh what were the like what did he go to public school and did they have special ed classes so yeah uh so i always had special education yeah. they always uh you know when you when you break into the you know special education world mm-hmm. you have ieps you have special accommodations yep. and you are a parent you are your child's advocate and they can't tell you no you just keep fighting you just keep fighting in the school do district they, do they try to tell you no Oh, they, they will <laughs> anything for them to save a pretty little penny. <laughs> yeah. you know? So we, what we want to do is we want to set our child up with the best opportunity, the best head start. So if you think your child needs something, you open your mouth during that IEP. And if you don't feel like you can disclose that you bring an advocate, you know, there's other places like you can get involved with Inland Regional Center. They give lots of resources. They actually do the assessments as well. I had the assessment done with them as well, additionally to child psychologists. And, and that's where system. it starts, right, Debbie? You, when, yes. when you have a child who's like, say you, you get referred from a doctor, you go get assessment first. To- or no, I, I believe that if you think your child has autism or any other delay mm-hmm. and you need extra help, you call Inland Regional Center. You yeah. do an intake. They will yeah. help you with everything. But they'll start they will, with an assessment, right? An assessment. Right. Will, yeah. will, yes. That assessment is going to help you. Identify help what services what you, need. you need. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. The services right. you need. And they, uh, they follow you through the child's whole life. You yeah. know, they come to your house. You don't have to worry about anything. They give you all the resources you need. All you need to know is that you want to help your child. Yeah. And that's the first step that your so child needs help. That's my next question. So now uh, Joey's 20. Joey is 20 years old. He'll be 21 in September. So he's he's an adult pretty much. So what's that transition okay, like? So You're kind of going through that right now, right? Yeah. So it, it works when he wants it to work. So if he wants to do something he wants to do. Well, I'm 20, mom. Yeah, but he's always going to be, he's always going to be, you know, I I know that he's always going to be with me. And so whatever he wants, whatever he wants to do in life, he is able to do whatever he, whatever life he wants to choose to live. But I'm here to help him, support him and to be here as a mother, as a advocate and whatever he needs me to be as a caretaker, everything that he needs, I'm here for but I'm also here if he to support him on any choices he makes. Yeah. If he yeah. wants to live on his own, if he wants to, there's different options that we can explore. So he's mm-hmm. transitioning into what options do I have? So he's thinking about that's that about, now? Yes. So that's yeah. what we're going yeah. to do, right? Yeah. yeah. How's that for mom? Uh, for mom, it's heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. It's heartbreaking. A little I'm separation anxiety. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of added stress when you know yeah. that your child, you know, wants to explore. You know, he wants to get mm-hmm. married one day. He has goals. He wants to get married one day. He wants to have children. You know, all these things are available to him. I tell him, you can do whatever you want. You know, just let's just take the proper steps and let's explore and let's be logical when we when we make these decisions. And there are resources out there. Yes. Inland oh, Regional oh does God. have resources. I know the DOR has resources as well. Yeah. Um, it depends what what path you want to go on. 
you know, and uh, Rolling Start too. You can call Rolling yep. Start and they can be advocates for you if no one else will. Yeah. And they, they know the resources too. You they know, know the Rolling resources. Start does. Yeah. That's, that's uh, where they're, there's one of their very strong suits. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And that's beautiful. I love being in connection with all these different places because you know what? It's very important to help others too, not just your only child. If you have the knowledge and you have the compassion for people, I believe that it is your job to help people along their path if they, if they need it. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that uh, gives us a great picture, you know, of, <laughs> you know, where it started kind of where it was going throughout and then, you know, kind of where it is today. I'm curious about Joey's art. Is he, has he found, I mean, it is really incredible. Is there a way that he can use that as a, you know, a, a avocation in life, a, 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 a source of income? For him? Yeah. We're, we're exploring different options right yeah. now. Uh, his art has expanded into different, different forms. Yeah. Uh, he does do a lot of digital art. Um, hmm on the computer like he knows how to do it and it, it looks so simple but when i tried it it's not so simple <laughs> yeah and then he also does it on paper form uh he will do different characteristics he will do like himself as a as a digital and he, he'll be dancing so then these are things that you know he wants to do and i want to sort of open a you know a, a community center class so he can meet other kids like himself yeah see where it goes from there uh he well, has a i mean there are animation classes out there yeah, uh, the classes that you have out there, I think, unless they do freestyle art where he wants to do what he wants to do, I don't know if it's going to work out quite well. Yeah, I would yeah. have to sit there and, Joey, we're working on this today. We're working on this today. It, he wants to do what he wants to do. To do. Gotcha. I gotcha. So yeah. if I open, I'm thinking of opening like a, I'm exploring different different locations to open a class. I have some uh, paraprofessional teaching degrees and I'm, you know, aware of people with special needs and mm -hmm. you know, I could put it out there and Joey could be the art teacher. And we have a couple, you know, other people who will be interested in um, having an uh, art class maybe once a week. Yeah. Just and to you get can them do out that. there. You can do that over the internet now. My uh, yeah. mother to be just graduated with her associate's degree in early child uh, development from Chiefy College last May. Nice. Congrats. See, we're always exploring different ways and different and different places to help others you know i i believe it's it's very important to to meet others like yourself to have a, a network of people who yeah. who have the same belief system you know and we do a lot when we have other people that are like-minded i'm so very involved in the uh, uh, communities i have a lot of friends neighbors and relatives and people i work with who have different disabilities I and mean, we're like the x-men from all over the world Everybody has something about them. Exactly. And we all need to band together so we can help others. I mean, we the more people, the more hands in, the more mouths we can feed, the more people we can touch, the more compassion we have for others. I mean, I don't know. I think that's why I'm here. Yeah. And I think that's why, you know, we get, I, I think of it as my child is special, but you know what? I'm special too, because God chose me for my son. Mm -hmm. There's a reason. There's a reason. Yeah. I think we can we get a good idea of that already. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, but it absolutely. also actually opened my mind to people with disabilities. Where, where would I be today if I didn't have a son with autism? Would I mm -hmm. even be in, you know, would I have even gone to Rolling Start? 
who have even known anything about autism. Opened up a whole new world. Yeah. It opened up my eyes to a whole new world. I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of my family members can say the same thing. Yeah. Their experiences with Joey has really opened their eyes to autism and not autism disabilities in general, and also the compassion for others and to to be sympathetic and to to sort of like not overlook people and not assume things, but literally really really take a have compassion for people. Yeah, yeah. take a moment to learn. Take Absolutely. a moment to learn. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Well, uh, you've you've helped us do that in our little way here on Walk and Roll Live too today. So. We appreciate you being here very, very much. Anything Thank else you. that you want to add that maybe we didn't touch upon? Uh, no, I just want to thank you guys for the opportunity. You know, I hope this helps another parent uh, see that they're not they're not alone in the world. They're not alone in the world. We all go through things. There's just the silly things that some of our kids do when they're little, when they have autism, that you think, oh, my God, I cannot believe I went through this. No, share that story with another parent. Laugh about it. It's funny. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what? Because we got over it. We live, we learn, and we can help others through our through our knowledge. Yeah. When you look back at the big scheme of things, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for taking time to come on and, and join us today. Debbie Roas, thank you for joining us on Walk and Roll Live. Thank you guys for the opportunity. Everybody have a nice day. And make sure that you don't overlook people and assume things. Always take a closer look and have compassion. Thank you, Debbie. Always say yes when life says no. Exactly. Thank you so much for the opportunity, guys. Have a wonderful day. Sometimes I just cannot believe all the storms we've gone through here. I can only hope that we'll be able to leave this house to you one day, baby. You're our legacy. Planning for these disasters will make sure we're safe. And it's the best way to protect that legacy. Protect your legacy. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan for the tools and tips you need to start your emergency preparedness plan today. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. And we continue with Walk and Roll Live. Eric, uh, do you have any events? I know you're... Your training's got uh, postponed. Let's say postponed, not canceled. But uh, anything well, else? My training up? is uh, postponed for the moment. I'm doing some collaboration with our friends from Safety Powers, and on my way to be an accessible leader through uh, a center of innovation and resources incorporated. I'm actually working on a presentation on autism awareness for October. It's part of the requirements to become an accessibility leader. More on that in the months to come. Okay, good, good. You keep us updated and. And we're going to have safety powers on the show here in the next uh, few weeks, uh, probably maybe four to five weeks out, I think, from now, you know, depending on how things fall. And we'll tell you all about what that what that means, safety powers. Uh, you can go on, what is it, safetypowers.org? Uh, safetypowers.org. Dot org, yeah. Yeah, if you want to get a little preview of what's going on with them before we have them on, uh, check that out. If you're looking for resources, Pertaining to your disability, we have a resource page on our website, walkandrolllive.com, walkandrolllive, all one word. If you don't find resources for your particular disability, let us know. We'll track it down. We added a few new ones over the last week. People reach out to me all the time. and You know, uh, they find us on the Internet. and They say, hey, can we add our resources to your resource page? And uh, more times than not, I say yes. Uh, and then I put up a bunch of different events from Possibilities and uh, Rolling Start on the page. Uh, Captain Mike's information is 
on there uh, if you want to go on a fishing trip with him. And uh, also the Taste of Independence with Rolling Start coming up here just a couple, three weeks, August 17th. Uh, and that is going to be uh, uh, some great food is kind of the, 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 the anchor of this whole event. But we're going to have some other uh, highlights with uh, recognizing people in the community who have helped uh, to further the disability cause, that kind of thing. So August 17th, put that in your calendar. It's going to be at the University of Redlands. Next week, I think we have, don't quote me, but I think we're going to have another Eric on. We're going to have Eric Harris with Disability Rights California. I'm going to reach out to him today and see if he's available for next Tuesday. Another Eric? Man, Doug, I think you have Eric Fuhrer going here because this is the second <laughs> Eric we've had on the show. I know. we got more Eric's than we know what to do with around here. Oh, very nice. Yeah. All righty. Speaking but, of Eric, I think, yep. I think Eric is the name of a, of, a, of a great explorer called Eric the Red. But in other translation, Eric is actually the name of an ancient powerful ruler, or at least that's what I've been reading on. We're, we're dipping deeper into the knowledge from Eric. Good stuff. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to question any of that. So that's all for today. Thank you for listening. Appreciate it. Uh, go like and uh, share and follow and subscribe and all those good things. If you would, God love you. And I uh, want to say thank you to Yar Professional Training for sponsoring our studio. I'm Doug Vincent for Eric Aguilar. Hey, thank you so much for watching, folks. Remember to take care of yourself and each other. We'll see you later. Walk and Roll Live is heard around the world at walkandrolllive.com, Podbean, and Spotify. Like us at facebook.com slash walkandrolllive. You can email us at warlive at walkandrolllive.com with comments, observations, or whatever's on your mind. Whatever's on your mind. Have a topic you'd like to hear or a guest you think would be great for the show? Let us know. Look for new episodes every Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for listening. 